I've had pegging done on me. Obviously, my wife. He just likes to take it up the butt. Yeah. Is what he's trying to say. Size does make it go faster, but I can't start with something large. I got to build up to it. You know, we went home and then her and I got into it pretty hot and heavy to a point where I forgot Brian was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> on top of each other, our cocks inside of her. I came before the other guy and I felt like, oh, what happened? That never happens to me. It just felt so good. You said you're attracted to male to female. Yes. Yes. Right? But I wouldn't be opposed to either. I just, you know. Have you if tried the other? The right connection. Yeah, if the right connection was there. I have not. Definitely like a element of like exploration. Can I, you know, suck on different parts of you? Like what feels good? There was a lot of communication. So let's get to it. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, you might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> True, that is. Okay. And you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. Welcome to December, everyone. We've got an exciting giveaway just in time for the holidays. So make sure you get on our naughty list for a chance to win the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. You've heard me talking about it. It's like the primo thing and below the waist grooming. The winner will receive the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Ball deodorant, ball toner, anti-chafing boxer briefs, and a travel bag. This all retails for about $300. So go to our website for details on how to enter. ConsentingAdultsShow.com My guest today are this lovely couple, Brian, who is 48 years old, his lovely wife, Asa, 36 years old. They're down there in San Diego. Now, I know there are swingers in San Diego. We're going to have to find out how many there are. Uh, you may recognize them if you're a big Shark Tank fan. They were in season 10. They had this female shaving thing. That's a whole nother show we can do. But they're in an open marriage. And thank you so much mm -hmm. for being open about this, showing your faces, not having to hide in the shadows. Because I think it's good for people to see that there are like regular normal people and good looking people in the lifestyle. So it's not so scary. So welcome to the show, you two. How long have you guys been married? We've been married 10 years in January. And you're happy? Very. Very happy. How long have you guys been in the lifestyle? Pretty much since the beginning of our relationship before we even got married. I actually um, realized I was bisexual right around the time when I met my husband. I really wanted to explore that side of my personality. And I just told them that monogamy doesn't seem to fit within that um, exploration phase. And um, my husband, a lovely husband, as the ethical slut that he is, um, embraced the idea tremendously. <laughs> well, but I think that, I mean, when you're talking about bisexual women, I think that most men, at least on the onset, would say... Okay, sure. Right? Wow, you would think that actually my two previous relationships before my husband wasn't as open and accepting to it. I um, tried to come out to them a couple of times. We explored the idea of a threesome. They both felt 
somewhat threatened by it. And I didn't have the freedom, the freedom to uh, embrace, to accept myself and to explore. Now, Brian, were you married before this? No, I've been single my pretty much my entire life. Obviously, I've had, I've had several relationships over the time, but uh, pretty much I've, I was a committed single person and never mm-hmm. thought I would ever get married because I never thought I would meet anybody that was open to the same things I liked. I tend to like more kinky things. And um, hey, hold on. Like what? <clears throat> well, I've, you know, I like strap on. I like being submissive. I'm a very type A personality. In, in my life and I'm always in control and I've, you know, been CEOs of companies and, uh, you know, in the bedroom, I really just want to relax and not have to think about things. And the issue I always found was most women, whether they want to be submissive always te- or want to be dominant, they always tend to be submissive. So I always struggled and I never thought I would meet anybody that would be a match. We both gave each other the space to explore and she's a very dominant person. So that kind of carried into the bedroom and I love it. So then let's go back 10 years, because even today, the whole subject of ethical non-monogamy is still taboo in a lot of circles, right? I mean, you don't see me doing a lot of video interviews because people have public lives and they have a public image and the ethical non-monogamy stuff doesn't fit in with most people. So 10 years ago, certainly it was more so. Absolutely. Did you find it difficult to find your way in, in all this? Like, how did you meet people? That's a great question. Actually, I was very unfamiliar with the whole lifestyle in general. Like, I didn't know. I hadn't heard anything about it. Again, he was the lead on this because he's been single for a long time. You know, he had a little bit more experience with swinging with couples and, you know, with just other people. And I didn't. So when he started sharing his stories, I'm like, well, how do we go? Like, I want to dip my toes into this. Like, I want to explore this. It sounds so great. How do we go about this? For the most part, 10 years ago, it was Craigslist. It was Craigslist for us. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely that was... I mean, I know it's taboo and, you know, people don't like to talk about Craigslist. There's definitely a dark side to it. There was a dark side to it. For us, it was the easiest, most accessible way since there was no other platform like that to connect lifestyle people together. Then, you know, we've gone to a couple of swinger parties that I wasn't necessarily really into. Um, Why not? Well, not enough females. <laughs> for, oh, okay. To begin with, um, a lot of male energy in the space. And when that tends to happen, the male energy tends to be more aggressive towards the female energy in the room. And and I'm a dominant. So, yeah, I didn't like to be kind of objectified in that way, you know. So mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily our thing. Our biggest thing was... Um, meeting with couples, with other couples, single people, and just messing around with them. But yeah, as far as coming out as, you know, non-monogamous, I think we were very honest with all of our friends since the very beginning. And to be honest with you, for me, it was mostly watching their reaction to, (laughs) yes, I love shocking people. Like the more, the most ridiculous, you know, kind of reaction that I can get out of them, that just makes my day. Because Uh of kind of what you mentioned, you know, like these taboos, they're so deeply ingrained in us, you know, when they get challenged by somebody around, it's just, it's it's kind of a fun little game, you know? (laughs) Well, you know, the more people I talk to, the more I am convinced that like everyone knows someone 
who's in the lifestyle, they just don't know it, right? Yep. It is so pervasive, but people are are hiding it because they they fear judgment. But we're talking people with great jobs, great personalities, yeah. great marriages. Well, right? it's fine. It's really inter- yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting because, you know, ever since our journey started 10 years ago, obviously we've grown, like we've realized what we like, what's for us, what's not necessarily for us. Just allowing each other the freedom to be who we are, to explore who we want to become, who we want to be, it kind of fades away all the judgment from other people because you look around and you see all these miserable marriages, all these couples, you know, that struggle with communication, that struggle with sex, you know, not enough or wanting it more than the other person, you know, all that, not having that communication style. So, you know, we've had judgment from friends and from people that are like, oh, that's so weird. I could never do that. You know? And I'm like, well, you're depriving yourself from like so much freedom, so much different experiences. And on the other hand, you know, the history of of non-monogamy is actually far longer than the history of monogamy. Actually, monogamy was was the new thing. Yeah, that everyone then adopted. It came with culture, you know. It came with like religion and building all those rules. So we're actually not the weirdos. Brian, are you straight? So I am straight. I'm heterose- heterosexual, but I am a uh, pleasure anarchist. So I don't put labels on anything. So whatever that involves, uh, I am attracted to only women. But have I had experiences with trans? Yes, I've had oh. other experiences. Uh, I've had lots of experiences with couples. Um, nothing really would shock me. But I'm attracted to women, so I consider myself heterosexual. But you know, okay. So you're romantically attracted to just women. Yes. But when you're talking about the sexual acts, you're just attracted to pleasure, and you'll do whatever. Yep. Uh, yes, pretty much. Uh, whatever direction it takes me, uh, if it feels good, I'm probably open to it. Um, mm. I've had you know bad experience and good experiences, so I know what I like. But I always say you don't know what you like until you try it. And mm-hmm. I'm very open minded. I'm a, like she said, I'm an ethical pleasure slut. And mm-hmm. I like to find pleasure in whatever direction that takes me. Um, I don't want to limit it to anybody. So let's, uh, let's hear about some of these things that you've, that you've tried and liked. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I've been the, the bull in a relation in a, in a situation to where, uh, you know, I've had couples want me to come in and be the dominant person and have sex with their wife while they watch. I've had threesomes, foursomes, different situations. Uh, you know, I've, I've had pegging done on me. Obviously, my wife. He just likes to take it up the butt yeah. is what he's trying to say. Well, you know what it is? is that it, it's always funny to me. And I've always, the funny, even before I met my wife, I was always very open about that. I always thought it was funny that men are so, your G-spot is in your ass. Uh, in your ass, uh, in your in your anus. And they're afraid to explore that. And so they won't they won't allow themselves to enjoy sex to a next level because they're afraid that it might come off as they're homosexual or that's a homosexual act. But mm-hmm. I say it's pleasure. And why would you deny yourself a pleasure? It seems mm-hmm. ludicrous to me. Right, well, um, so where is this G-spot you're talking about, Brian? Well, it's right it's up the, your butt. It's the prostate <laughs> it's gland. It's the prostate gland. Okay, so for anyone who has not explored this, like if you had they to, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you had to teach a class on how men could find their G spot, like how do you explain it to them? Well, ironically, we do do coaching on that. 
The biggest takeaway I would say is, you know, my first experience, I had a woman and she wanted to use the largest thing she could find as far as I, and it was larger than I am. Right. And it was terrible. It was a horrible experience. It hurt really bad. And this is probably my mid twenties. And that was my first experience with it. And I left saying this was terrible, but maybe two weeks later I said, was it really that bad? I kind of really (laughs) did enjoy it, but it did hurt. So maybe I just did it wrong. So I did a lot of research. So the biggest thing is prep, relax, make sure you're clean, clean out using, you know, like what are those things called? Butt plugs. Butt plugs. Yeah. Use butt plugs to kind of loosen it up. That makes a difference so you can enjoy the pleasure. Okay. And then if you're going to bring a partner in, there has to be a very good level of communication Mm -hmm. as to like, why do you want to try this? How did it come about? Like, how does your partner feel about it? Because most women too, just like men, they're like, oh, I don't know. Like it's the butt, you know, like a thing that we perceive as something dirty and gross, which is not, it's just part of our elimination system, you know, and it just happens to, you know, be the access to pleasure for men. I had an ex-girlfriend and I remember bringing it up to her saying, well, would you do that to me? Because I'm pretty open-minded and I want to express myself. And first thing she said to me was, ew, right? And as a person don't that's- ew tr- other people's yums. <laughs> yeah, people. don't, yeah, don't ew people's <laughs> yums. Because that literally instantly closed me off. And that probably kind of was the downfall of our relationship because I knew that if she was ew to that, anything else I bring up is going to be double ew, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I became closed off and no longer could I communicate with that person. So Issa has allowed me the freedom to be who I want to be and we can communicate So it's really in the open lines of communications. And that's kind of what we teach is communication, because that's the key to having a great relationship. Uh, Earlier, you said that you had some experience with trans. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that to me? I've just had several experiences with trans. Uh, Well, trans, because there's trans male to female and so uh, I've only been with trans uh, uh, male to female. female. Um, I had a, a experience when I was younger and I didn't know that they were trans and I was much younger and it was a very enjoyable experience. And it was kind of just a situation where I kind of went into it and open-minded. I, I was open-minded to it. What happened? What, what was your experience? So we went on a date. I assume she was a woman. Um, she is a woman. She was, she, she is a woman, of course. Yes. But back then right. we had different terminology, different language than we do now. And uh, so I went on a date, but when she told me on the date, I was, I wasn't shocked. I was like, well, this is something new. I've never tried it. Let's see what this kind of experience takes us. And I had a great experience. As far as I as I, I was concerned, that was a woman in my mind. So I didn't even, and it is a woman, of course. So I, I didn't think anything of it. Okay. So like, okay. So like, I am still confused when, yeah. uh, when we talk about trans male to female and, and female to male, mm-hmm. you said you're attracted to male to well, female. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right. but I wouldn't be opposed to either. I just, you know. Have you tried the other? The right connection. Yeah, if the right connection was there. I have not, no. Oh, okay. Um, okay, but we're just I covering have to all bases. A, a, a little interaction with we, a trans person we, we, together. We and that was together really with a trans, fun. yeah. What happened? I met her first. Uh, we went out on a couple of dates. We connected really well. Incredible person. She was just such a down-to-earth, just a mellow person. And for me... I I think I'm mostly attracted to people and their personalities rather than their gender, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm that way as well. To an extent, yeah. So 
you know, we went on a couple of dates and then I asked her, I'm like, you know, would you like to like I'm married? She knew right away, like I was married and um, would you like to meet my husband? So the three of us went out and, you know, there was just connection all around, all three of us. You know, we went home and then her and I got into it pretty hot and heavy to a point where I forgot Brian was in the room. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. And I don't think he really minded that per se. And then at some point he was like, well, you know, can I get into that as well? So it was a great dynamic. It was, there was definitely like a element of like exploration, like, oh my God, is the, like, can I touch you like this? So can I, you know, suck on different parts of you? Like what feels good? There was a lot of communication and that dynamic, which was really great. Brian joined at and some I, point. I, to- I topped her while yes. she was going down on her. Yeah. Okay. If you want some okay. juicy details. Yeah. yeah well, I'm trying to picture it right now. You know, there was just a lot of sensual play between me and, me and her, I would say. Um, there was a lot of oral. Both a lot of oral. There wasn't a whole lot of penetration, which was really nice. I think that, you know, I'm not always eager for penetration. And a lot of times I need some time, especially if I'm, you know, if there's two dicks involved, you know. <laughs> and usually when there's two guys, all they want to do is have sex. Everything is about sex. Penetration. This situation was more very sensual. It was two women together yeah. and making out and oral and kissing. And then I kind of just joined in where I saw an opportunity <laughs> and I came from behind and made sure I had consent. And, yeah. And uh so, yeah, Brian was the top in the situation for both of us. And, and, and that, you obviously top means I was in, you know. He was the penetrating one. I was the penetrating one, in case people <laughs> okay. don't know what top means. She was the bottom, meaning that she's on the bottom and I basically entered. She, she was the one getting penetrated, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that I just, I was so excited to try something like this new and different. It was definitely, it's definitely something that I've built a craving for. You know, that type of connection. So, and we made a great friend at the end. So, very nice. Uh, Do you guys have any like fantasies that you haven't fulfilled yet? We do. (laughs) We do. I'm a size queen. So, when I'm with males, they need to be large, extra, extra large. (laughs) Oh, yes. Like, how, like, how large are we talking? (sighs) I mean, her eyes, her <laughs> eyes are bigger than her belly, though. Let's just put it that I'm way. I'm pretty greedy. I'm pretty greedy. The bigger, the better. Yeah, I would say nine and over. Nice little girth. Yeah, definitely. I like to feel stretched. I like to feel mm-hmm. sore when I'm done. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then do yeah. you do the DVP thing? Um. So we've done double penetration once, and I cried. DV, not DP. Oh. Double. That's the du- one I double, was talking about. Yeah, double vaginal. But we, we, she's not um, big. Yeah, anal. I'm not big on the anal. Oh, okay. Like, so he's more into anal than you are. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, um, but did you do the other one, the DVP? Yes. That and how was one, that one? That was great. I actually came so fast and I cried as I was coming. Oh, it was really fun. And the funny thing with that is, is that I'm somebody that takes a really long time. Yeah really long time sometimes it's frustrating we women stop in the past yeah we point. stop and in the past women always kind of say oh it's me it must be like i'm doing something wrong and they take it personally they take it personally and the reality is it just takes me a lot longer and i get it like even i get over myself sometimes so it's not a <laughs> stick a finger up there and watch them come yeah and so the funny like thing is, is us rubbing our 
on top of each other, our cocks inside of her. I came before the other guy and I felt like, oh, what happened? That never happens to me. It just felt so good because it was a completely different feeling. Yeah. And then I, I couldn't. Because it was different. I couldn't yeah. last. And same thing with um, when, when I've she's used uh, strap-ons or pegged me. I last, like I said, very long, but with those, uh, it could be two minutes. Oh, 20 seconds. Yeah. If I bring the big one. Yeah. And so, and, and the size does make it go faster, but I can't start with something large. I got to build up to it. But then um, the reality is, is that I feel like I've been getting better, right? Much I've been better. lasting longer, you know, through. We've trained him well. Yeah, we're training. Because without having anything in his ass, he might even not even come, even if we're having sex for two hours. No quickies really over here. Uh, uh-huh. But it's a different story if we play around with his butt and we start sticking stuff in there, he tends to come much faster. And the larger the the item going inside of him is, the quicker he comes. Okay. But, but let's make no mistake. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not getting no fist or anything like that. When we say larger, okay. just a little bit larger. Okay. <laughs> and and we're, we're talking sex toys. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow, you guys are fun. You guys are fun. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, we, and we do like to have fun. People go like, oh my God, how do you do? You must not get jealous. I'm like, that's not true. Right, People that are in non-monogamous relationships get jealous all the time. Mm-hmm. We just deal with it. Yeah. We communicate. We look at where it comes from because jealousy is not something that is external of us. It's not the other person making you jealous. You, you happen to be jealous. Right. Something's triggered inside of you. So we communicate, we address it, and then, you know, we work on it because we are committed to each other. Contrary to what my other people might think, you know, mm. we are committed to our relationship and to our life together. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is everyone thinks we're cheating on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, hey, it's not cheating if you literally tell the person, like she'll tell me, oh, I'm going to go see this guy tonight. And I'd be like, great, have fun. Um, nice. I like being part of it, in all honesty. I like helping her get ready. Uh, I, I kind of always say, like, I feel like she's representing me a little and I bit. I the same way when he goes on date. I'm like, babe, you're not leaving the house with that on. Yeah. <laughs> Like, or I'll say that's sexy, you know, and um, I I guess a fantasy that I want to see and we haven't done, but we talk about it all the time. So I, sometimes I forget that we haven't done it is I really want to watch her with a really large man. It would really, I think it'd be really cool to be on the bed and, and uh, see that that penetration. Yeah. That penetration. And I want to see up close. close, (laughs) And uh, the only thing is that it's hard to find the right match because you can have the big dick, but are you a douchebag? Yeah, you know sometimes I mean? big dicks come with big dicks, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> big dicks are attached to yeah. big dicks. Right. It's the it's the all the extra skin called the man that came with it, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's great. You can find this couple on Twitter. They're at Taboo Side of Love. And I will have other content with this couple and a few of our other guests. For more on the bonus content, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Lena Wynn, and you can find out about all the perks of being a member. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com slash Lena Wynn. Okay, next time on Consenting Adults, a real estate agent in Denver has an alter ego his customers don't know about. And have you ever been harmed in the process? Oh, yeah, I've definitely been uh, made to hesitate before sitting down for a couple days after a couple times so but he says with a smile yes oh it's always good pain that's next time on consenting adults